Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Take some of my money and get old boy a new haircut. Hating by B-Law 72. Bring old girl in the back back into the front. She fine as hell. Misogyny. Jadeen 190. Give me a job there. I'll turn that radio show up because they dead as shit in there. Ignorance. J Rich 420. Hey, man, this is Anthony Roberts, host of The Reality Is, and welcome to episode 70. What you just heard was a couple of comments that we received from listeners over this past weekend's podcast. If I had to address B-Law 72, because I only seemingly was given the positive feedback during the podcast, as you'll hear us address uh, once you listen. But B-Law 72, wasn't nothing wrong with old boy's haircut. Oh, boy, it's fresh to death. But that's the issue of black America. We like to criticize everybody without knowing anything about them. God bless you, brother. Bring old girl back into the picture because she fine. Misogyny, J.D. 190. We need to have more respect for our black women. They are more than what they look like. They are more than their ass, their titties and their hair. Get your motherfucking life, homeboy. Give give me a job there. I'll turn that radio show up. They did. Ignorance by J. Rich 420. Hey, man, I would gladly give gladly, gladly give you the reins of this podcast if you can do it. If you could do the editing, the production, the engineering, the assistant production, the intros, working in audition, doing the photography, editing it in Photoshop, making sure the frequencies are straight, making sure the board is straight, making sure that all the levels are straight on everybody else's podcast. Run the board while doing the show. Make sure you put on every week. Think of topics and everything else to do seven days a week. Lose about 10 people on your team. Come back, rebuild that shit and keep it going. Get misunderstood by people who don't understand you. If you can defeat lies and things that people say about you, if you can conquer misunderstandings, if you can lose friends and still do this shit as good as I do it, then you can have it. God bless you, J. Rich 420. Hey, man, on this episode, episode 70, man, I had my brother, Jermaine Roberts, Chris Lewis, and Joshua Parker visiting the studio again. We chopped it up, man. We did a boys club uh, podcast this week. Gabrielle was out. She went home celebrating uh, the 4th of July. We missed her in the studio this week. But I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast, man. I had to do a little rant. I haven't had a rant in a couple weeks. But sometimes you got to address people. But the thing about it is I love negative negative criticism because I know I'm not doing everything right. But sometimes there's negative criticism and then there's just people fucking complaining. And then there's just people who talking out the top of their motherfucking head because they don't know what the hell going on or how to even handle uh, what we do here at the, the Reality Is. So, again, thank you for the negative listeners. Thank you for the positive uh, listeners. The fact of the matter is that you did listen. That's the biggest thing. And we love the feedback. Hey, B-Law 72, J-Dean 190, J-Rich 420. Keep it coming. 
Uh, we had the podcast up live on Periscope. I think it's gone now. I think Periscope is like a 24-hour thing, but it may be something that we're looking to start back doing. We did it once before, but we fell off on it. So I also want to give a shout-out to the homeboy, Joby Edwards, man. He had his baby, Bo Baxter Edwards, seven pounds and seven ounces over the weekend, man. Happy birthday uh, to your beautiful baby, uh, baby boy and your family, man. We hope to see you back in the studio real soon, too. But without further ado, man, let's go the fuck up, and I hope y'all enjoy this podcast. Yeah, all the way through. So in the studio today, man, I got my big brother Jermaine Roberts, man. How you doing today? I'm doing good, man. You all right? I'm doing straight up, man. Uh, we got Chris Lewis in the studio. What's good with you? What's good with you? Blessed and highly favored. Uh, we got the uh, best friend package in here. We got Josh Parker. What's good with you, man? Hey, how y'all doing today? Man, so we- excited. <laughs> Where you come from, bro? We still try to figure out where he came in here. Everybody else got like polos, but like maybe a button-down T-shirt. He got like a brooch and a handkerchief <laughs> and a tailored jacket with the button-down. Where you come from, man? I'm come from the house. That's the best. I don't answer. believe that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I come from the house, dressed for success, kids. Hey. <clears throat> That, that, that is one of the number one keys. Hopefully you guys can hear me out there, man. I decided to bring my own mic. Uh, so this week, man, we just really just trying to have a laid back show. This is the first time, like I said, in a long time that we don't have females on the podcast. Shout out to Gabrielle. She went back home this weekend. Hopefully you have safe travels. Tell Cameron to enjoy you while you're down there, while y'all go have fun at the water park. I wanted to give a shout out to um, a happy birthday to the new addition of my homeboy Joby and his family with Bo Baxter Edwards coming into the world at seven pounds and seven ounces. That is a baby that uh, when I saw the picture of him laying on Joby's chest, I was like, this little boy looked bigger than seven pounds. <laughs> His head looked about seven pounds by itself. By itself. But congratulations, man, to the new edition. Uh, I just want to say I'm STD free. I don't have no kids. Hey. Uh, I'm not married. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yo, I don't owe the IRS not a goddamn thing. That's good. College educated. I think everybody in this room can say the same thing. Chris is a good father. Josh is a father. Jermaine is a father. I'm the only one that's still holding out. Hold out, bro. Yeah. <laughs> got that sperm locked in the freezer. You know what I'm saying? I ain't shooting no blanks, but I try to make sure I do the right thing with them blanks. <laughs> Already. You know what I'm saying? So, man, we got a good show lined up for you today. We want to talk about a couple of things, man. Before we get started, I want to let people know also we got the second annual Backpacks and Haircuts coming up in August, teaming up with Josh and Chris Lewis uh, to make it possible with Unisex Cuts Barber uh, George uh, George Gibson over in the DeSoto area. We're going to be doing this in August. We'll have more information coming up to you probably next week with specific dates and times. And we need you to register. And later this week, for more information, just go to www.therealityis.com. That's T-H-A, The Reality Is. We want to try to help people who have kids who actually need it. You know, last year it was a great turnout. I think we had like 15 kids. But if I'm being real, I'm not saying that you can't have two parents and not be struggling. But there was a lot of people there that you could tell that didn't need it. And I understand getting your hustle and getting whatever, but we really want to try to service kids who actually need it. We want to try to give the supplies and the food and the backpacks and all the utensils they need and the things that they need to be successful for the upcoming school year. So if you can provide for your child, that's great. You're blessed. Provide for them and allow somebody who needs that slot to truly need that. Don't get your hustle on that week. Mm. So, man, what's been up with y'all, man? Oh, man. Go ahead, big brother. It's good to meet you, man. You go first, man. man. Your family. Oh, man. Extended family. <laughs> hey, I'm just happy, man. Happy to be alive. I haven't been doing nothing, um, preparing to gonna do some uh, reels for my family. You know, just enjoying life. 
What, what time we need to come over? Yeah, I don't know. About five <laughs> or six, five, I think. Five, yeah, so that means seven, eight. No, no, it's gonna be, no, no. Let me with tell us, you something. We don't work like that. Yeah, oh, it's okay, gonna, okay. It's gonna be five. It's gonna be five. If, if, if I invite you, over, come two hours later. <laughs> oh, you that type of dude, <laughs> yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna be cooking. We're actually gonna probably start cooking tonight. Oh, okay. So it'll be ready. Yeah, like you know, like the ribs and the chicken you'll do the day before. That way, it's already prepared, and you can easily throw the Earl Campbell's on the grill and have Ooh. that done in about fifteen. Y'all minutes. the first group of black people yeah. that are not going to be on CP time. Not at all. That's a round of applause. Hey, we'll go ahead and give them up then. We'll take them. <laughs> we always on CP time. We'll, we'll go ahead and take them, man. Nah, but uh, 4th of July, man, we was actually going to go out of time, but I was like, you know what? I do want to do the podcast. Any opportunity I get to do the podcast, I just, I got to get into it. We actually, like I was telling with Chris before we came in, we went and looked at the Davis building because um, I'm thinking about moving there, and it was a guy who was showing us around, and he was wanting to get into podcasting. Um, I, I think he was gay. He was gay, I think, but that's not the, beside the point. But he was a gay guy who was saying, I want to tell my story, and I want to get out there, and I want to do it through mm-hmm. a podcast. And he was like, how do you go about doing that? So gave him the information. You know, he's supposed to connect with me so I can teach him how to do it, show him how to do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bro, we need that. You know, he's a Hispanic guy or a Venezuelan because, you know, not every Hispanic who looks like an Hispanic is an Hispanic, so I don't want to offend nobody. But I was just I thought that was dope just to even run into somebody who has that interest and to be able to give that interest and that service and help them out and help, you know, catapult it. I mean, that's kudos to you, though, to actually yeah. show the information. If you're watching this, you know, for the people who are watching it, I took myself out. I wanted to make sure we got this. Bro- Let me get this lint off your show. You know, if you're on Periscope, if you want to see us live in the studio, where do we go, Artesia? Yeah, just go to Periscope and you can follow us at The Reality Is. That's THA, The Reality Is. And just, if you want to watch it live, download Periscope. Even if you don't want to use it, if you want to see what's going on inside the studio right now, just go check us out on Periscope. So I wanted to ask a listener question. I had a couple of listener questions. Um, I created a focus group along with emails that came in and people were saying that they wanted to hear us reply and respond to more listener questions that they have. So somebody said, why is it so hard for black people to save money? It's one thing to be young and broke versus old and broke what kind of tips and pointers would you give and i guess i'll start with myself and we can head this way i really honestly i didn't know much about saving money until i got a job at fidelity when i worked as a financial analyst that's when i started learning about gold you know like stocks and bonds the gold market uh invest in the things that you buy the most uh something as small as like q-tips tissue uh, I mean, not to be funny, Facebook is not going anywhere. Nike, if you're buying shoes, if you're giving them all your money, you might as well invest in it. Invest in you could probably go get you two stocks for a hundred and something dollars, and you just keep building on that. When you get your income tax check, instead of taking the whole 10000 and blowing it, maybe split that half, take 5000 and go buy you about 30 stocks mm-hmm. and something that's going to you know, get you something in the long term. Also, don't play a short-term game. If, we, if you know anything about stocks, you want to play it for the long term. Don't play right. it for two years and then be like, Shit, I got fifteen grand in there. Mm-hmm. Let me take it out because they're gonna hit your ass with that twenty five percent penalty. It's the church's money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and you ain't getting that. So I would just say do some research. You can get books. Uh, what is it? Uh, investing for dummies. Uh, investing one on one. You can get small stuff like that. If you listen in the podcast, if you're listening to this podcast, they have money and financial podcasts that you can reach out. You know that you can listen to and download and find those small things. And a lot of people will say, well. Uh, I only have $200 extra left over. Well, start with that 10 Start with that 25 if you have it. That's what I would say. So for somebody as dapper as yourself to be able to afford <laughs> these kind of suits and uh, these shoes and, you know, you go watch on, tell these people, <laughs> Mr. Walker, what you doing to save your, you know, your coins for a rainy day? Well, basically, uh, saving started with my mother. She yeah. uh, worked two jobs, uh, and I, I didn't understand why she was working two jobs. 
So basically, when she was working one job, she goes to the, the other job, and the whole time she was explaining to me, Josh, credit is important. Yeah. Credit is important. I didn't understand what that was. Yeah. Josh, credit is important. Okay, so I had to start finding out what is credit. Yeah. So when I found out what credit was, uh, I started basically looking more into it and, and said, okay, how can credit work for me? Yeah. And then my mother basically said, hey, you also need to save. So she said, ain't I, she always uh, gave me this saying, it ain't about how much money you make, it's how you use it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my mother used to uh, make $9 when I was in 11th grade. Mm-hmm. And I understand how she was able to support two kids. Yeah. So the way that she used to, uh, she used to have a, a list and basically break down the bills that she's paying each month. So basically, she was showing me the breakdown, and that basically helped me with my with my finances and basically save ten to twenty percent of my check. So that that basically helped me going forward in life. And also, also another way that I save money is try to get a business. If you if you basically passionate about anything such as real estate, if you passionate about driving, there's no reason why you should should say you broke right now. They have uh, if you have a car, they have a company called Turo. All right now, you can rent your car out for a hundred dollars a day, a hundred and sixty dollars a day. Yeah. And you also have Airbnb. If you have a house, you can rent that house out and get money. So it's it's no reason for you to be unemployed right now. It's, and it's, it's different ways so you can, as we say, get your hustle on or create that income and just create your income. Just don't sit back and think, oh, it's oh, I don't have any money. I don't know how to invest. Okay, use what you have to invest. If or you find a way. And find a way, yeah. exactly. If you have ten, twenty dollars, then you basically, hey, ten, I'm I'm gonna try to invest. Yeah. Back in two thousand and back in two thousand two I, I created a company called um Luxury on Wheels, where it's basically if you have your car and you have a friend, because at that particular time I had the twenty twos, and yeah. I felt like everybody wanted to ride in my car. Yeah. So I basically created Luxury on Wheels for if you want to go to the club, you can ride with me, but I'm gonna charge you ten dollars. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get my gas. <laughs> I'm gonna get money. my gas money. <laughs> but the whole time I made a business yeah. out of that, yeah. so I was able to write certain things off, yeah. such as the oil, the gas, the rims, the paint. <laughs> Certain things of that nature. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you, you yeah. got you got to understand that's what other people have been doing. Yeah. So why not? Whatever you like you say about the Nike, go and invest. If you buy Jordans every week, you should have You gotta invest in it. <laughs> you gotta have you need some stock in it. Just you got that to. simple. Mm-hmm. Uh man, uh I'm more of an avid reader, so I read a lot of books about investing and uh, and whatnot. Um so pretty much my keys to saving money is just real simple. Um, I find people that I aspire to be like. Yeah. So I reach out to different groups of people for mentorship, mentee relationships, because obviously I don't know I'm ignorant to yeah. those type of things because, you know, I don't like to be stereotypical, but most African-Americans, we are not really taught that in a family household, no, how no. to like save or spend money or how to, you know, allocate our resources. Yeah. Um, also, you know, I'm really big into technology. I was, I'm an engineer, so, you know, I use an uh, app called Acorns. Uh, and the way it works is that every time you spend something, so if you buy like a, a soda, it's a dollar eighty nine. Yeah. So what it does, it takes uh, the remaining money, it rounds it up to two dollars, and that difference in it, it invests into different stocks of your choosing. Yes. All right. Now I need a pen so I can write this down <laughs> real quick. Because <laughs> I need acorns. That. This is the acorns. new way of saving your pennies. Exactly. Right. Yeah. No. Acorns is like the nut. Yeah. With mm-hmm. an S. And um, 
you do you, you do nothing. Download yeah. it. You uh, add your uh, savings or checking or savings account to yeah. it, and uh, your debit or credit card, whatever you use to uh, you use to spend. Yeah, and, and that's there it. You go. Um, also, mm. uh, my barber he puts me on to also. Um, I buy uh, precious metals. Yeah. So a lot of times, you know, you invest into mutual funds, CDs, and all that good stuff too. But I mean, what if we have like a Brexit example, like in the UK, where like the UK result, I mean, removes itself from the. Uh, economic ladder or whatever you know your money from an inflation standpoint is going to like go down so you're not going to be really making as much money for as investments so precious metals gold and silver that is not going anywhere that's been around for centuries so uh that has more value if you check the stock market and gold and silver that's another way um also you know i look at podcasts like dr boris Watkins. a lot of people really don't uh, you know, look at his podcast on YouTube. I mean, that dude is very amazing. Very I mean, he has several degrees in economics and financial planning. And he, you know, he's pro us. So that's a good you know, yeah. part with him. You know, he keeps it straight. He, do, he breaks it down some lamest terms. You know, he doesn't, you know, use a lot of, uh, you know, big people words, yeah. you know, I like to say. <laughs> so that's pretty much my different keys as well as I'm trying to get into mobile app development. That's why I reached out to uh, Franklin, yeah. who did a great job with my um, logos and stuff. Um, as well as, you know, I'm working to get my engineering certification that kind of goes to what Joshua was talking about in having your own business, entrepreneurship. Yeah. Yes. That's key. You know, you don't have to be dependent on trying to find em- employment. You know, you can just create your own. So yeah. that's pretty much, you know, my keys and on, on what I do. So. And this nigga so amazed. How you <laughs> saving? How you? He just over. Just, how you saving your coins? <laughs> I mean, I save every, every paycheck. I, for me, um, being a single father, I have to be real smart about yeah. it. Mm. Um, so I what do. I do, um, just say for instance, I was out of out of I was working at Radio Shack Corporation, so I got laid off, and I was laid off for six months, but I had saved a, a lot of money, to where I didn't really have to touch it. I was just living off of my. Uh, what is that? Four one or residual? Uh, the Unem- residual. Yeah. <laughs> unemployment. Yeah, unemployment. That's what I was living off of, and so I didn't have to touch my savings. And so here I am, six months later, I was still in the black, wasn't in the red, still was able to go out, um, and I put myself up to where now that I get paid, it's kind of like I pay myself because I take I take care of everything that I have to take care of before I get my check. So every time I get paid, I'm saving my check. Yeah. So I'm not putting. I may put out maybe thirty percent at the time, but then I'm getting back a hundred percent of my check that I have. So that's how you know. For right Sound now, good. I do it. I have I have some different, some more things that I'll do. But once I get my finish of my uh, the second degree, yeah. Yeah. then yeah. I'll be able to do something because what I would want to do. A lot of lawyers they get off. This is, is something a lot of people probably don't think about. You go to a lawyer and you and you pay him a thousand dollars to write a document. Yes, you know. I could do the same thing. I know exactly where to go. Yeah. All I just have to do once I get that situated, get my degree, then I'll be able to do that, and I could cut that in half. I don't yeah. need that. You don't need you to pay me a thousand dollars to write you out a two-page document. You know. Yeah. So that's my process. I like that. My, I like to hear that. On um, how to start so a own too. business, right there. That's yeah. what I would do. I think it's crazy because, especially with black men, you know, and this is a question posed to black people, but overall, with it all being black men in the studio, I think it's it's crazy that. Don't nobody got more hustle than a black man. Man. We come up with all these ideas. Why not make them legit? Why not? And then the thing that we always talk about, make them legit and then team up with somebody that can help you 
further that cause. Yeah. You know, I, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were like, I listened to episode, I think, 64, where we were talking about it, whichever one were you and, when you and Chris were on the last mm-hmm. time. And they were like, oh, man, I, I, I like that insight, and I like the way you guys seem to be on the same page and work together on this and that. And they was like, I've never ran across that. I've never ran across seeing black people want to work together. I told somebody, too, I said, you know one thing about white people? White people don't like each other. And they still. But if you, but if you can bring a business plan to say that we can make this money, I can put my differences right. aside for us to benefit both. Mm-hmm. If if I can make $2 million on my own, but we can make $10 million together, I'm going to swallow this I'm going to swallow that. I shake right. your hand and keep mm-hmm. it moving. I talk about you behind your back. I would prefer that not to happen because right. we have enough of that. But, you know, you just got to learn to come together and understand that if you put these resources together, there's so many things that we can build. If we just create a conglomerate of people right. that can come together and, and, and like-minded, make yeah. sure you say like-minded as well. No, I agree. <laughs> and so, I agree. so basically, when he said a, a document pay five hundred a thousand dollars, I just had to do that <laughs> a document. So I, I'm already looking at him like I'm gonna reach out to him when he <laughs> so finishes. He can write this yeah, paperwork. Yeah, for hey, he flipping legal drug money. Exactly. You know, <laughs> exactly. That, that drug money philosophy Man, in the, in so the, in dirty, the legalities. Yeah. Very smart. No, nah, you yeah. got to pay attention to it. We got one more. Well, I think we have. We may have two. We got another listener question. They said, I'm in the friend zone and I'm OK with it. I'm OK with being here because I know I don't want anything right now. I told my female friend this. And even though we're both in the friend zone, I want more of a sexual relationship or friends with benefits situation. And I think she does, too. But my question is, how do I let her know that I want this friendship, but I also want sex as well? Those two don't. Strawberry letter 2.0. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Those two don't go hand in hand at all. They don't. At all. Once you have have sex with a woman and that's your friend, it's a wrap. You basically go into another category. Y'all go together. Exactly. Y'all really do go together because in in your head, you're like, oh, we just friends and uh, we're just having sex too. No, it it don't go like that because... Her mindset when y'all just friends and y'all haven't had sex is will be a different version than when y'all do have sex. Yeah. At, when she's telling you when y'all don't have sex, it's basically really trying to help you. But when she's telling you when y'all do have sex, it's trying to make her look good in that particular light. Yeah. So for me, I don't think it can exist when you have sex with a friend and you think y'all going to have great friend advice. So every time you see this friend, are y'all going to be able to, hey, let's talk about this book or, hey, we got a couple of minutes. Can we have sex right now? Yeah. I mean, I think also even if a woman tells you and I'm not because, you know, some women out there, they'll say, you know, I can have sex without, you know, emotions and feelings being tied to it or attached to it. I think it can happen, but only for so long. It's only so long. And I'm not going to say that women are the only ones that carry those emotions of having, you know, emotions after having sex. I met some sensitive guys guys before. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately. Yeah. So it's some guys out there that feel the same way. I'll just say this. If that's what you want personally and you feel like you feel that vibe, I just talked about it last week. Don't ask for sex. Don't ask. If it's going to happen, you know what I'm saying? Allow it to happen. It's going to be genuine. But but don't (laughs) ask for sex. Genuine sex. Yeah, just go to Tinder. Oh, man. Yeah. But like I said, I mean, I feel like girls can can do it. And and we got a a tweet from... uh, you know, my co-host, Gabrielle. So since she's listening, I'll speak directly to her. Okay. <laughs> yes, you may be able to do that. Like I said, for a period of time, but it ain't going to happen long term. And if you think that it can happen long term, then you try that out and you let me know how that goes. And that's just not for Gabrielle. That's for a lot of other women. Yes. Even if you don't say anything about it, 
your emotions or the way you act with a person, it will show. Yeah, it'll show. Mm-hmm. Whether you don't want to answer his call or whether you won't expect something of him that really doesn't go in the category of a of a boyfriend, y'all just fucking. If you just having sex with a guy uh. and a girl is just having sex, uh, uh, a guy's just having sex with a girl. He ain't obligated to do nothing. nothing. He ain't obligated to get your coffee. Nothing. He ain't obligated to go get you no food, bring you nothing, no matter nothing. how many hints that you drop. Come change your tire she, on the she, yeah. she ain't obligated to come cook your food. She ain't obligated to give you no head. She ain't obligated to pay no bill or chime in or chip in on nothing. Nothing. So, with that being said, <laughs> that's a part of an emotional attachment of having sex when you're not supposed to be right. having sex with that friend. Preach. I just recommend don't have sex with, with a, a friend. friend. I, and if you do, don't expect nothing from them besides the dick mm. or the vagina. Mm. Don't expect them to go get you nothing. Nothing. Don't expect them to bring you nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. I, I go back to Josh on the last podcast. I ain't gonna let he, he ain't gonna let him touch you. Nothing. nothing. None of that. I had to start the show off with that. So you can say all day that there's no emotions attached to it. Or there's no, yeah, you can have sex, but at some point you're gonna want something else. I think uh, we all been there. In my opinion. And I'm old old for 20, old for five, whatever number you wanna put, you know. Um, You know, as I got older Mm -hmm. and a little gray hair in my head now, I realized that. I got it in my nose. Oh, Oh, man. Okay. Um, (laughs) That's interesting. (laughs) I got a commercial for that one. (laughs) You have grays in your nose. Grays in your nose. Black it out. out. (laughs) Uh, But anyway. So you uh, say you zero for what again? Yeah, I'm 0 for. 0 for 20 and 0 for 5. Yeah, yeah. I'm like putting up code numbers before he retired, you know, in that situation. Um, But I realized that, you know, being older now, it's best to keep relationships rather than trying to integrate, you know, intimacy if yes. you don't want more. Because we try to overlook, you know, our uh, behavior as individuals, you know, from a humanistic standpoint. You know, women, you know, and, and, and men, and from an overall world standpoint, we try to, you know, base our reality based on what society wants us to portray. But realistically, you know what I'm saying, we have hidden behaviors and, and, and for sensitivity and feelings that you just can't, you know, get away from. Okay. Right? You know, women are naturally, you know, sensitive creatures, you know, and men by nature, which we, we are too, but we try to hide it. So when you, you bring in that intimacy, it's going to like change everything because erupt. your chemicals, you know, from a scientific standpoint or whatever, it's, it changes everything because you have a, you know, a connection now. So when you have that relationship about that person over there, you think she cute or got a big booty. Mm, it's like it's booty. different now. Yeah. It's not plutonic anymore. Yeah. It's like, why are you looking at that girl booty? Yeah. Or oh, whatever. You're not, are you looking at my booty the same yeah. way? Or, you know, it's a lot of, like, yeah. issues yeah. now. So yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't I think, do it. Uh, you got something to say? No, I'm listening. I'm, I'm going to let you go. Okay, but go. I just, I, like I say, man, I think it can go both ways. You know, I, I'm not just here to jump on women because, like Josh said, there are emotional guys. And there are guys that were like I, I've been I'll be honest enough to say I've been emotional to the point of not like being that dude. It's like, hey, you ain't caught. No, mm-hmm. but I've been to the point to where it's like it's friends. I'm having sex with a chick that I know I don't want to be with. But if I'm smashing and I want to smash again on next Thursday and she'd be like, well, I'm going out. I'm like, oh, shit. Right. It ain't to a point where I'm calling her out. Mm-hmm. It's just one of them things where I'm like, she damn. messing up your schedule. Yeah, you messing up my damn schedule. <laughs> I can't get I thought I was. But I do it again. assume that, you know, even though you might not talk about it, I think women sometimes do that to uh, try to uh, create a relationship oh, at yeah. some point but at the same time it's bad on guys as well you yeah. know i'm not trying to just throw it on women yeah. Yeah. like you this should is a guys see podcast today yeah, so we're gonna say what yeah yeah, yeah i'll try okay, to we, you know 50 we, 50 you know uh, yeah 
Yeah. Oh, as a man, you know, if you don't see nothing more than sex with that woman, yeah. don't do it. Don't yeah. do it, man. You don't get your, you know, Beyonce lemonade with the back. But you know, you know hey, what I'm let me, that's hard to do. Uh, let me, let me. Uh, I know that penis be thinking for you. Right. It, it do. It really do. Let me tell y'all. <laughs> let me reel y'all into our our relationship. Me and Chris. Uh, Chris. Um, mother of his child was actually someone. <laughs> Is this that, okay for him to be saying? It's already done now. <laughs> look, 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 Mother of his child the camera. Yeah. is yeah. <laughs> is someone is my best friend as well. Yeah. So basically, as as I say this, I met both of them in eighth grade. Yeah. And they never met each other for years on end. Yeah. Years on end. And she's a very cute girl. And I never had sex with her. Never. So I was able to, when he come and ask me about a cute girl at time of, <laughs> he asked me, <laughs> he asked me, he said, man, who is that yellow bone? <laughs> and my thing, my, re, my, <laughs> my rep, reply was, that's my friend Taze, you remember? He said, I'll bleep it out. Bleep that out. Yeah. <laughs> That's my friend T. And I he said, Well, I think I want to talk to her. I said, I don't know. She's something like us. She's a guy that's a girl. And he said, Well, I'm a I'ma talk to her. Josh, he looked me right in my eye. He said, Josh, have you had sex with her? And I looked him in my in his eye. With confidence <laughs> and say, I have not had sex with her. So that was just a little snippet that y'all know that. You no, know, don't have sex. A slight backstory to that, you know, like Josh, we've been <laughs> friends about 20 plus years now. So Josh, you know, he has two different personalities. You know, now he's Mr. Parker, you know, yes, well established, yes. educated man, married man, you know, beautiful kids, beautiful wife. You know, the, the JP on the other end. Yeah. You know, I had to really look <laughs> into my eyes to see where he's telling the truth because. <laughs> You know, we was kind of wilding at that time. Yeah. So, I, you know how it is. You look at your boy, like, for real, for real. For real, bro. Like, she, friend, friend, or friend. Cute, bro. Like, like, you got to. And yeah, you ain't had no down. sex with him? Like, no. Yeah. I get that a lot, too. And it's, it's it, I mean, you put your, kind of like Josh said, you're in situations where you're kind of like, damn, I, I want to. I got two homegirls in particular that every time people see us together, they be like, you sure you ain't smashed that? Smash mm -hmm. yeah. like, nah, bro. And one time, you know, it was one time it was so tough. One of the girls came to my, my apartment when I was living out here in Arlington. And she came over one night. It was like 2 o'clock. And I'm like, okay. So I'm there. She comes out. She's been drinking. I'm like, yeah, you can stay over here. It's cool. You know, I answer the door. I got my briefs on because you that comfortable with this person. Yeah. I get in the bed. I'm laying down. And I hear her. She ain't even get out of her clothes. She just fumbling around in the bed, moving. Like she's aggravated because you, I'm not You're touching not her. You're not acting. Yeah. Mm. I didn't touch her. And, like, I was just like, I can't do this. If I do this, it changes the whole dynamic. As men, we know when we have sex with a woman, we either be like, damn, I want more. more? I like this chick. Right. Mm -hmm. I really like this chick. Or it's like, I want more. The pussy was good. I just want to keep smashing a couple more times. Or it's like, man, this wasn't even worth that. Why did it I even waste right. my time? Oh, and I'm man. done. And if you're not the first one, you're done. Right. You're done. And I just have to be, as a man, say this to all the women out there. Men don't really talk like women talk. You know, women will be like, small penis, this, that. A lot of women be having some whack game. Whack sex game. Whack. We just walk away and don't say right. nothing about it. We may say, to, I may say something to a, a homeboy or something, but it's like, it ain't that good. She got all that ass, you know, you know how to Don't you know how to work it. Mm -hmm. Don't know how to move it. Don't know how to get on it, get off of it. Don't know how to throw it back. Can't take it. Mm. 
And it pisses you off. And it pisses you off. And we just sit there because we just be like, all right, well, I'm going to go ahead and get this nut, and we're going to keep on moving. Yeah, Guys yeah. don't say so many things, and you got so many women. Some of the finest girls out here ain't got no sense Whack. of self. Whack <laughs> in the bed. And Weak. we don't say nothing. Zero. Nothing. Yeah, you're right about that. We don't say nothing. We don't call tomorrow right. either. Yeah. Hey. We just disappear. Hey. And that's one, that's one thing as you're getting older, you know, yeah. as a, you start looking outside of just beauty and you good do. sex. Yeah. It's like, you know, does she read? Does she travel? You know, is she be good with kids? Does she, does she motivate me? Yeah, it's just more than just sex. What you look and, like. You know, what you look like. But you don't, want no, you don't want no stone, though, man. Nah, you don't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't nah, want, you don't. <laughs> look at this. Oh, nah, you, you don't. don't want that. No. I think I, I was uh, I was flipping through uh, Facebook. Or, yeah, flipping through Facebook, and I was liking. just looking at... Not liking, you know, <laughs> but just checking everything else because I'm really trying to understand. Like, I know what I want in a woman, but controlling my sex sometimes has been my downfall. And I've, I've gotten better with it as I've gotten older. And I haven't slept with any friends, but I've slept with women that... Friends of friends? I haven't even done that. Wow! Wow! So if I if I sleep hey, with a woman, she's not connected. I think he's pushing it. He pushing no, it. <laughs> this nigga's pushing. Hey, it. hey, your brother said you're pushing. I'm not this pushing it. Push. He, this nigga's oh, oh, pushing. Oh, you know what? You know what? Yeah, I yeah. Can say, I Step can back. Say, yeah. on, let say. God do it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. I probably have on the friends of friends as I friends think of about friends. it. There you go. I have. There you go. I degrees of separation is real. And so, but it it didn't turn out. It didn't turn out right, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and no feelings were hurt because I'm the type of person I try to, if I do something and it's not right, it doesn't feel right to me, I try to figure out some type of way to leave as a friend. That's good. And oh, you don't run. Good for you, man. No, good, I don't. Man. I just try to. You call them though the next day, let them know. Yeah, hey. I'll talk, yeah let them know and, and everything like that, you know. But That's I just good. think that, I think that now I, I'm starting to try to look at every woman as if I can date her or can I have something more with her. Yeah. And that right there, that kind of eliminates, but you don't want to eliminate yourself from the from those prospects. But then at the same time, you have to understand, like, man, in our 30s, we had to make – your numbers could still go up. And you're like, dang, I don't want to sleep with every woman I come across, but – like, if I go out with them, then it's more than likely it's going to happen. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I know me. <clears throat> if I go out with a woman, I'm, I'm taking you out. We kicking and we having fun because women want to have fun. And yeah. I know how to date a woman. So then that right there, that's pulling her in. Yeah. And then here it is. I, in I, her I, bed. I'm in the bed. And, yeah. and, Magically. And, and, and you don't know <laughs> where it's going to go. So, <laughs> but how do you? <laughs> women want to know, like, men, y'all know what y'all doing. A lot of times we don't. We just go through the motions at first and try to understand yeah. what what area we want to put y'all in. A lot of times you know we ain't trying to understand nothing. We just doing it. Yeah. Right. right. No emotional no attachment. No emotional attachment. Oh, we just doing it. Yeah, in the beginning. In the beginning. Yeah. After, after it goes on, then that's when you try to figure out, like, dang, I should have pulled up probably a couple of days ago. But I think, yeah, ago. yeah, because you can mess up and you say the wrong. I never forget one time I was hanging out with a homegirl. And she ended up kissing me. And the kiss was passionate. Ooh. And I stopped and I was like, whoa, this is more to you than it is to me. More slips. Yeah, you got to back up. Heart stopping. Mm. To go Biting back to yeah. lips. You must have been slightly older. You must have been like under, I mean, over 25, Anthony, at that time. You, yeah. Was you under 25? No, nah, I was over 25. Oh, okay, because yeah. under 25, Anthony, I know he would have. Oh, I would have smashed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> Definitely would have did it. I've always had like I've always been tried to be cognizant of what I'm doing and in, in my surroundings. But I also wanted to go back to the beginning where we were talking about relationships and sex outside of certain things. This is a tip that I will that I will say to men a and tip. women. 
And I've always said this. You can't look at movies. You can't look at television and view yourself in a situation as that person. What do I mean by that? It's a couple of things. What do you look like? A lot of people don't like to talk about that. And this is one reason why this camera is on and I've started taking pictures in the studio. Because one of the things I hear from a lot of women, listeners outside of Texas, who want it, who like the podcast. Uh, I think it's uh, Podcasting in Color on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And she has a website where she promotes all black podcasts. And she puts people out there. And she was like, hey, there are people who want to see what you look like. There are people who want to see who's in the studio having these conversations. What is she saying? She's saying if you're talking about relationships and how men ain't shit and how women ain't shit, what do you look like? Ooh. If you're talking about how you can't find a man, well, what do you look like to where you're not? Because if you're a handsome person and you can't settle down, it's probably because you're doing something or whatever other reason. True. Or if you're overweight, nothing is wrong with overweight people. But you can't have expectations of finding this perfect guy or the guy that you see on TV when you're overweight. Mm. When you got ass and your ass matches your belly. Or you got mm. belly and it don't match your ass. Or you, got bre- or you don't got no breasts. Or you got breasts. Or you got these things. All these, you can't, or saggy titties. Whatever the case may be. <laughs> You got to look at a situation to where it's like, okay, you look in the mirror and you say, okay, I may be overweight. Rick Ross, for example, he got a lot of money. But even if Rick Ross didn't have a lot of money, I've met a lot of women that was like, he just got a swagger about himself. Carrying himself in that way with that weight to where it's different. A woman, it, it ain't the same. You can't have a woman with no ass and a lot of belly and dudes be like, she just got a swagger about herself. Look at you, what you about to say. You don't think so? It ain't the same, man. Yeah, I, no. Uh, no, I know it's not. It's not, it's the, not the same. Not you the may same be able to look at somebody though. like a Monique and be like, okay, she kind of filled out a little bit more. But right. not literally mm-hmm. like Rick Ross. Rick Ross like with a sagging belly mm-hmm. and he's flat back. You can't have a woman like that and be like, oh, she got swagger. That walk. Nah. Uh, you know, we live in a fantasy world. I know we, we do about this. Uh, I think, uh, last let, let me tell you before you say that and keep saying that, yeah. but it leads to the next question. How has the internet changed the dating game or outlook on life via oh social media oh. and or porn? Wow. Go ahead. Now that's all, go ahead, Chris. You can lead into Did you say porn? Man. Porn, yes. I mean, porn. I, I, Capital P. <laughs> yeah, Pornhub and all that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there were so many websites out there, free websites. Uh, make sure you got a good um, <laughs> software security. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you got PC and not an Apple, yeah. FYI. Yeah. You go out of I'm just saying from you know, past experiences, you know, back in the day, not though, recently. <laughs> That like two weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> Shut up, Josh. Okay, I'll talk about myself. <laughs> uh, you know, I love I love technology, Porn, but, but technology oh. is a gift and curse to our generation and the yeah. generations after us. Uh, you know, when it comes to like dating, uh, I try to be old school. Like I, I never use social media to like talk to somebody or yeah. like or whatever. You know, Tinder now I'm not gonna lie. I have like downloaded the apps and to be curious and look like how this oh, stuff course, works because yeah. you know obviously my friends talk about it, but you know maybe because I just grew up with my grandparents, so I look at that type type of situation differently. Yeah. Um, but you know we have filters. You know, instantly with the Snapchat. Angles. Every woman in America got the little uh, rose, rose bouquet with the filter with the with the, the eyes, googly eyes and shit. Yeah. Then you got the girls taking the selfies with the different angles. Where it looks like know, they got ass and they don't got ass. Right. And like then you got like got my no Samsung. Stomach. Android yeah. has that beauty selfie feature, right. so all Pretty your blemishes up. is gone. What? I didn't even know that. I shit. didn't know that. Yeah. 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 Deceit. Deceit. Yeah. Man, when you see him, you like. Ugh. Yeah, I yeah. thought she got fine. Mm. Like Kanye used to say, you can't say it no more. Where that on that verse, he's like, I know, I know, I look better in real life. <laughs> yeah, that ain't the case no more. But no, uh, yeah, tech, you know, when it comes to social media and dating, man, it's uh, it's messed up the game. You yeah. know, uh, people just unrealistic about you know 
about what they want, you know, because they, they go by what they see. And that just goes yeah. just hand in hand with what you t- keep talking about. It's yeah. like, if you're a seven, uh, you might not going to get a 10, you know. You I may. Mean, you, you may, may. though. You, you With could. great personality. I mean, let's be, yeah. I mean I'm not being funny, but we'll get to that later. But Jesse Williams and his wife, that's they're in different categories as far as looks go. Well, right. She has, she has oh, something. That, she has substance. She has, yes. Yeah. yeah she did. That's why he's she, there. That's his wife for real? Yeah, that's yeah. his wife for and real. And Jesse yeah. Williams is over 25, so that... You know, brothers, you know, once we get over 25, we're men in general differently. Yeah. differently. Yeah. So, you know, if you a woman and you're trying to get with a younger brother. It's, it's not going to happen. It's, I mean, you can make it happen. Now, but will it not, work? It's going to be a different story. And that's what I mean. For the, for what they want, it's not going to happen. You know what I mean? With a little money. Uh, but, you know, like Tinder, uh, you got black soul. Uh, you got p- plenty of fish, all these stuff. I'm but you got to watch out about social media because I've heard several stories about several Being people catfish. I know to where it's like, no, not even that. It can ruin your life. Like your the the circle in the world becomes smaller. Yeah. So like it where really you do. like if I like if I slept with one of your homegirls, but I never even knew one of your homegirls, social media, if I'm sleeping with these girls all across Dallas on this one app, right. it's making that it's circle smaller. To mm-hmm. so where it's like you may have only slept with ten, but it's gonna seem like fifty because you got people of friends right. talking right. about who you know, why, and especially if you one out there just doing it and you dipping in and dipping out. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's just, it can mess your life up. No, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I, I just feel like social media right now with, with the apps and uh, with the filters and things of that nature, is, is, we, we are visual c- creatures. Yeah. So if we see a nice woman with uh, a nice shape uh, and she have, as we say, her, her stuff together, such as the education, yeah. her house, and things of that nature, you're going to try to go after her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you might press like, like, like. Then once you really finally meet this person and sit down and talk to her, she don't have, y'all don't have anything Nothing in common. Nothing in common, man. And, and, and I feel like people hide behind texts, texting, hide behind comments, yeah. because you don't know how to have a one-on-one conversation. And it's easy. It's very easy. You, most people used to call and, and y'all used to have conversations and talk and laugh. Now you have to say a joke and put LOL yeah, right. at the end and, for and them to understand. Laughing. You ain't even real laugh. Yeah. I put LOL on so much stuff and I ain't even chuckle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's just... It's just <laughs> You you can create yourself to be yeah. someone that you you really you not. Know. I think you just got, it's, it's important to be honest. I had a homegirl the other day, and she was talking to me, and I was just tired of hearing her talk. Yeah. And I'm an honest person, and I said I could never date you. And she was like, "Just tell me the reasons why, if you want." I said, "You're annoying. <laughs> you rehash shit too much. Yes. You talk too much when it when it ain't time to talk. Mm-hmm. Not saying women can't talk for the feminists and the misogynist people who just standing up in their seats right now. Ooh. It ain't that kind of party." But I was like, you talk too much, you rehash it too much, you complain, you rehash again, and then you you're annoying. And then it's like, if you talk about it, go do something about it. And if you're doing something about it, then stop talking about it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear the same story every day. I think you just got to be able to be honest. And I think social media, like you said, it creates some kind of falsehood of you got to be nice. You got to talk about these things that you really like. You got people out here that's talking about girls out here maybe talking about sports with guys when they don't really watch sports. Mm-mm. It's just an in. Mm-hmm. Or you'll paint your picture like we do. It's resumes now. Mm-hmm. You know, where we're creating a resume right. of things that guys like. 
to where you're not saying like, you know, as an engineer, I may uh, fill out an application and be like, well, they say, have you worked with this software? Well, shit, I work with a phone every day. It got that software in it. So, yes, I do work with it. But right. when I get to the damn job, I can't put that phone together mm-hmm. because I only use the phone. I didn't learn how to operate. I didn't create the OS right. system, you know, for it to be what it needs to be you know what i'm saying so it's one of those things where i feel like women are talking about these things and they want these men with six-figure jobs when they got low 30 jobs and they want you know the man that drives this when they drive in a bucket or they want a man who live in downtown when they ain't even got a house or they what it's like you can't you can't be that way Mm -hmm. and you got to be real with yourself and i think not only does social media allow us to lie to other people it allows us to lie to ourselves and believe it and believe believe it To believe that you look as good as you say you look when you really don't. Not saying that looks is everything, but it starts. It's a start. It's a start. It's a start. And and one thing about, like I said, going right back to we are are visual people. So if you basically create no filter, every time I see your picture, it's a filter. That's a filter. And then when I see you, you need a filter? (laughs) Then we having a problem. So right now, I can't even start my conversation. I can't even be who I was. Exactly, because now I feel like, okay, yeah, you don't have that big mole on your right-hand side, but when I meet you, (laughs) You it's it's right there, and I'm looking at that mole (laughs) every time, (laughs) and every time you talk, your mouth has transformed to that mole, and I'm looking at the mole, like and you speaking yeah, to me. Yeah. Mole, 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 Then you create a, you create it's a, some, it's a, a false illusion, man. Yeah, it's Especially with uh, catfishing. I, you know, that I, I saw that show, and I, I'm still baffled. That show is crazy, man. That people will not only, you know, talk to these people only through text messages, right. only through, like, Skype or uh, IM and on Facebook, and just go by their pictures, and sending them money, telling them I love you. How do you love somebody that you never met? You never met. You never 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 saw them in person. You never talked to them on the phone. But y'all, y'all go together. How how is that possible? How that work? That that is crazy. I, I worked with a guy who did that. He went into bankruptcy. He used to fly over to Columbia. Wow. And but he was at least seeing it though, right? Yeah. He was seeing a different person. Oh shit! Was it a man? It was it was, it was a woman, a lady but they boy. were they were they were running game on him, like send me money oh, for a I computer. Oh. You and know, it was a fine uh, ass woman that he was meeting up with when right, he got there, right? And she knew the whole backstory. She knew the whole backstory. Uh, send That's me. I'm scam. trying to come yeah, over here is. to America. <laughs> send me some money so I can get my green card, get my visa, get me, you know all these different types of things. And, and mm. I mean, and he's 65 and he spent his whole life savings on this one girl. That booty must have been great. great. And it must did be some good Google it? images. No, he, did, he didn't. It. What happened was the mother would always be there. So when he would fly to Columbia, the mother would always be home. Or like one time he had a, he uh, she called him was like, "Hey, I've been kidnapped." I need you to send me that, five thousand dollars. I would have said, "Look at her." Now he, he must only, have been depressed. He, because yeah, I said, "Look at her, bitch." Send that, me a picture. Send yeah, me a picture. Yeah, I need somebody no, send me something. I was like, I was I almost said his name. I was like, "Dog," <laughs> I bleep it out. Uh, oops. <laughs> I was like, "Say, man, you do not send that money." What? Oh, so he so he told you about it. Yes, that was my. I used to work with Wait, him for two years, crazy, bro. Man. This was real. This was so, real. So he had a person with conscience sense tell him, "Hey, don't do it. Don't do it." And he did it every single time. He, he deserved like, it. He was like, "Jermaine, man, I should have listened to you." I'm sorry, I said, he deserved. Oh, yeah, it. man. I mean, and, and, I, and I told him, I said, "Bro, you're 61 years old, man. 
you need to find you a woman here. Well, I don't like older women. I said, say, man. Back, say, man. If you got money, you can get you, you a young woman. You can go get you a young woman. And now, vice she versa. may not marry you. She may not move in. Mm-hmm. But he wanted all that. He wanted her to be with him. He didn't, you know, yeah. that's what he was. He's 61. He got to understand. He's sugar daddy now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now he's suffering, man. Yeah. Now he's he spoiled. Yeah. yeah, I'll just give like one tip to women because, uh, you know, just a quick uh, story. Like uh, I got a, like a cousin, man. She's beautiful, man. Yeah. You know, she's uh, she, she went to uh, medical school and everything. And she, and uh, I was just up for my family reunion up in uh, Kentucky. And she was saying the difficulties ha- having found a good man. Or she's looking for a good black man. Yeah. And um, she was kind of describing like the, gay, the, the guy she's been dating or whatever. And um and it goes like hand in hand with this conversation because a lot of times, you know, she's looking more for a conversation on the phone and meeting in person and stuff like that. He's rather text. Yeah. You cannot have a full conversation no, over text. I want to meet. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see how I want to see how you how you smile when I, I say I want to see a, how you walk when you get out the is, car. It, what? <laughs> right I just on. bought my wife some heels. Right. And and it's with this menace. Are you bow legged? Are you straight legged? Do your knees go back a little bit? Are you not knee? What? <laughs> Hey, man, cab wants to go hey. up when you walk. Right. God. Yeah. Yeah. Cause my wrist still dripping. Full full still too. In the cut with my hitters. No days I miss. You know, everybody watched the BET Awards. Maybe I watched it for the first time in a long time. Not me. Not me. I watched it because Artesia was there, so I yeah, I, I wasn't forced to watch it. The last two years have been actually pretty. That's what good. I was gonna say. I'm not gonna right. lie. Bilal had a great performance. You know when he was giving his tribute to uh, Prince. To Prince. Mm. That was a great performance. I heard about Beyonce and uh, Kendrick. I didn't see it. Yeah, I heard about that too. But the thing um, that I liked the most was Jesse Williams. You know, and of course we all know he gave the speech about you know um, the oppression that blacks go through here in America. And the thing that surprised me was the backlash he got from the black community because he's not black enough. So what that mean? with Chris being in here and he's <laughs> light-skinned. <laughs> I'm your designated <laughs> light-skinned <my> brother. <laughs> hey, you need to have any light-skinned questions. Hey, you got to keep one on deck, man. You got to keep one on deck, man. You, you, know, one you, keep one with you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, being, from your perspective, man, with you being an advocate, a philanthropist, a businessman, and you like to give back to your community. And for to hear that, somebody say, because you're not dark enough, like you don't know the struggle, for somebody who is giving back to the community who did grow up in South Dallas, like what was your thoughts when you started hearing all about that? Honestly, no surprise there. I mean, we've been dealing with this. You know, I, I read a lot of history books, you know, on our culture because I'm, I, I don't like really using the term pro-black. You know, I just want us collectively to do better. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I do get that, you know, on both ends, you know, from my own, you know, peers. You know, well, you light skin, You got the light brown eyes. So, you know, you get a pass. You got yeah. light brown eyes, Chris? Uh, oh, go ahead. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know, I ain't trying to brag. You know, <laughs> you know they twinkle every now and then. Um, you know, so we always get this yeah. thing, you know, where we're not black enough or you being you being too you being overly black because yeah. you're trying to compensate. Yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to compensate for what? My mama black, my my grandmother black. Yeah. As far as I know, most of them black until, you know, I go back to maybe I mean, my slave master's grandfather. Yeah. But, you know, so it, it's very hard. But again, you, you have to look at our history. You know, this has been, you know, distilling us yeah. over hundreds of years yeah. that, hey, you know, we have this crab and the burrow mentality yeah. that where we not really don't want to help each other, which I don't 
understand, you know, because I'm a big proponent of, I feel like, you know, integration was like one of the biggest, you know, issues that kind of like hurt black folks. Yeah. Because, you know, at one time, you know, we had so many great black owned businesses. Now we're just getting bought out because we're quick to get money rich. Yeah. And, you know, like me and Josh joke all the time, you know, we go back and forth with the light skin, dark skin jokes. But at the end of the day, man, like Josh, even though he's my best friend, he's really my brother. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, I'm closer to him than I am with my own brothers. And obviously, if you look on Periscope or as the brother over here, the good looking brother taking the f- pictures, he's just brown skin. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit, you know, he got the more chestnut thing going on. Yeah. Shout out to Franklin. man. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to get out of that mind state, yeah. like change your way of thinking. Don't yeah. look, look at someone's character. Don't look at the color of the skin. Cause that's going to leave you down a wrong path each time. And so. we're talking directly to black people. Yeah, this yeah. ain't even got nothing to yeah. do with white people because mm-hmm. there's so many black people that are drawing that continues to draw that line. I don't know the words per se. I won't even go into it too deep, but I know they were saying. Uh, I think it's Crystal from the Reed. Mm-hmm. They were saying that she had something to say a while back in reference to light skinned people not being able to say too much about the oppression of blacks because you don't have that struggle being dark skinned. What you got? To say? But I don't understand it because we're all black. I've never mm-hmm. and and. Y'all brought it to my attention a couple of weeks ago when y'all were all and y'all were talking about the things that how easy how things could be a little bit easier for a fair skinned person. Like I don't get it because if you're not white or you come from somewhere else, you're black. So like let me, it, go ahead, I'm listening. So like it's stupid to me. It's ignorant. I, I don't. I don't. It's just. It's just. It, it it passes me with that because you. I'm darker than you. But then I look at you and I say that, oh, man, since you're lighter than me, you're going to get more opportunities. Yeah. White people are going to like you better than they like me, so I'm going down you because you're a darker skin than me. Yeah. That's stupid. And like you say, it's a, it's a crab and a barrel mentality, mentality, but it's deeper than that. To me, it's self-hate. It's a, it's a hate of your culture. You, you know what I mean? And, and you have to understand that we... We we were brought here. We were put in a certain situation. So why not band together and and stop looking at? Oh, he's lighter than me. I'm darker than. Yeah. And really realize that the people that's making the power moves yeah. are really white people. Again, and and you're you're letting how they believe and how they look at things infiltrate you. All right. So I got a question for y'all. From was it Frozen O Six of Periscope? They said, "Why is black people's pain uh, everybody else's entertainment?" Because uh, uh, it, it makes money, um, and it's not them. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. they're not going to talk about their own issues and and the own things they have going on in their life. Because you know, white, Hispanic, Vietnamese, Puerto Rican, Dominican, every ethnicity has the same issues as black people. Yeah, it's just that you know, in America, we like the minority minority. Yeah. You know, so it's easily to look at us as entertainment and, you know, look at our issues as, you know, like, oh, well, ha, ha, that's majority. That's not us. We yeah. was because, you know, y'all are empowered. Yeah. So you control what people see, what people view things. You know, it's easier for you to stay in your bubble because, you know, you're not trying to get in with us. It's on the opposite end where black people are trying to fit in and get in, you know, with them yeah. or with white people, which I think that we should have our own community of things, you know, just like Josh, you know, talked about in the last podcast that we were on we need our own sustainable communities yeah. and stop trying to get in with other people fit in with our own selves you know but i think the black people play i think they play themselves sometimes meaning they play the role of being the victim victim as opposed to like we always watch these movies where we're the slave and the white man who was our oppressor released us he he did us that favor so i think a lot of times with black people if we don't want, if, if we don't want our pain 
to be somebody else's entertainment, then we need to stop playing on that. I think if we, I mean, like I said, black men, all these hustling gigs that we got on the side, make them legit. Do what you need to do. Stop talking about what the man ain't giving you or what they not going to do. If you want something, do go get it. I, I posted a video on the reality is the other day, and, and it goes back to what Josh said earlier about not having money and not being willing to work. I think it was in Atlanta. This guy pulled over. He saw this little black kid riding a bike. Oh, I think yeah. you know what I'm yeah. talking about. He's, he was riding a bike, and he had a lawnmower and a blower and a gas tank hooked up to his bike on a little trolley thing. Mm-hmm. And he had his little brother on the bike next to him, and they were riding down the street. He stopped and interviewed him. He's like, so what do you what do you do? And he's like, you know, basically in so many words, he was like, you know, I cut grass. I saw people in my neighborhood and across the area who needed their grass cut. Nobody was over here cutting it. So I bought me. I saved us some money from cutting grass, walking, pushing a lawnmower. I bought me a bike. I bought me a bike. Uh, I connected some to uh, this little connector to my spoke. I got some wood from Home Depot. I built the back of this little trolley. I put my gas tank on there. I put my my lawnmower on there. And when I was watching that, I was like, I remember times where I complained about, I ain't trying to cut the grass for my mama in the heat. This dude, probably 11 years old, went and hustled and created Mm -hmm. a legit thing when he could have easily probably been on somebody's corner selling dope, Mm -hmm. making a little money, but he's still making his money. Mm -hmm. It's still Mm tax-free, and nobody can't take that shit from him or put him in jail for hustling up Mm -hmm. 30 yards in a day if he wanted Mm -hmm. to. And he got a business card. Yeah, he did have a business card, didn't he? DS Lund Service in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. I looked it up. I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's, uh, you know, it's it's really tough because, you know, we have this uh, thing now, you know, of man we just don't care you know we're lazy in a different sense you know um i i don't know what happened with our forefathers and the generations prior to us you know they have worked so hard for civil rights and rioting and fighting it just seemed like well once things kind of got slightly easier yeah. everybody just kind of yeah, just laid up, back you know got on a uh, yeah. martin you know couch and just hey oh everything's so, good now you know yeah and i got another quick question what's the name of the person so we got people mr ken mill 68 he said, "If Black Lives Matter or they have value, what are we doing to, to what, to up our value?" Well, I would say, from my perspective, and all the men that are sitting here, I don't know where uh, he's from. Thanks for posing the question, but I would say, what am I doing? This podcast that puts a, that, that makes us and makes other people the fifteen thousand listeners that we get weekly right now makes them aware that there are educated black men and not educated because of a white institution that taught us to be educated, educated because of my parents who taught me about where I come from and who I am. They taught me that the street corner is not the only way to make money Mm -hmm. surrounding myself around other philanthropic guys like these young two businessmen and my brother in this studio to where like we're putting things together, like the backpacks and haircuts in August or the brother, uh, the, 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 what was the name of the event y'all had for father's day? Uh, (laughs) <laughs> no, we had, we had Dallas, Dallas Empowerment. We had, yeah, we, Dallas, Dallas Empowerment. we had two of them. Yeah, so Dallas Men Empowerment, you know, they or we in this room are creating avenues to educate people. And like uh, like Chris always says, exposing them through engineering projects, through STEM programs here in the South Dallas area. So for everybody else, I don't know. But I think the key thing is starting and putting things together amongst each other. You had something to if say. You, okay, you have, a good, you have a good thing going on here with the podcast, right? And a lot of people hear it. Okay. These two guys, let's say that they're two billionaires, okay? Y'all two billionaires, and y'all see that you're asking him, like, how, how are you able to press your podcast for? How are you able to, like, put it at the top 
of the TP for everybody can see it, everybody can hear it, and you can feed everybody. I think anything with business is word of mouth. But the thing about it is, is that. He, with the, with the, I'm going with the guy that's yeah. saying that how are you doing Black Lives yeah. Matter you know yeah. what I'm saying everybody tries to put a focal point on Black Lives Matter as to increase the safety everything is looking like increasing the safety for black people not to be killed by police yeah. it's more than that yeah. it's more that Black Lives Matter is in business Black Lives Matter is in school Black Lives Matter is in the household you know with a, a woman raising uh, five kids or a father raising two kids, you know, it's deeper than that. And if you can come together and you can commit to uh, being bigger than your um, adversary, yeah. then you could do something. But a lot of people don't, a lot of people do understand and some people don't understand as when black people have a good thing, when somebody sees that, other than if a, if a black person sees it, but he's in good with the other side, they can come in and they can try to damn that situation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you have to have people that believe in you. Yeah. Then that has to go on. And you have to just keep on creating and meeting the right people. But how many people really want that type of truth out there? Yeah. How many people really want black people, people in other races, to really be successful? Uh, basically, just to uh, talk about what, what we're doing. Basically, me and Chris uh, created... Um, Dallas Men Empowerment Network, uh, basically just to show young fathers such as ourselves and more that's out there that it is African-American men that's basically taking care of their kids right. and also trying to help their community. Yeah. Uh, basically, for the last uh, two, for Father's Day, we basically did a daddy-daughter dance uh, to basically bring in three to four men who's actually uh, voted by their spouse or friends and family to basically uh, come to the daddy-daughter dance. And we, we was purchasing that, purchasing the tickets. So we basically just trying to reach out in our community and, and say not only black lives matter, but fathers matter in, right. in, in, in our households. So basically, we basically had a uh, breakfast for fathers the following day um, on on Father's Day. So we're basically just trying to show foundation of men that's actually doing great things and create a new stereotype yeah. for those men. Right. Because right now, African-American men has have this big weight on their shoulder like we don't help our kids. And we, we're devalued. And exactly. Yeah. So we're basically trying to basically create that new stereotype yeah. to show that us as men is basically trying to give back and also the foundation to our kids life as yeah. well now what do you have that question that the next listener had yeah uh draper uh 194 um is that correct yeah uh, thanks for the question uh so yeah it's 2016 you know we can't entirely you know blame you know white people of what's going on in today's society we can't too slightly just because the majority of people that are in control you know the the mass millionaires the billionaires which really control everything in, in in the world you know uh politicians and everything they're pretty much you know saying confined to what the you know the Koch brothers and the rockefellers and etc you know kind of want to instill in america today but you know as african americans we have so much you know opportunity now you yeah. know you got the jay-z's the oprah's that you know LeBron's that everybody want to you know revert to, but at the same time you, you got a lot of like you know good upper middle class people you know that are doing well, but at the same time you know you have to you know reach back and bring the next person along with you. Yeah. I think a lot of times you know we don't want that competition. I'm like really there's no competition it's because not. you like one of three. Like yeah. I'm an engineer, 
I mean, at most, maybe five of us. So I'm always looking out to recruit or bring along the next brother. So we have to do that, you know. So we can't entirely blame white people today because well, my friends are white. You know, I can't really blame them for what they great-great-grandparents or, you know, people they do. Because yeah. they're, they're completely different, right. you know. We live in a society where it's all about integration. And, you know, they're far, rem- far yeah. removed from that. But I do put the responsibility on them to understand yes. and do their research and learn about African-American history and slavery and what their forefathers did did so you can understand why it's not really we're trying to be pro-black it's yeah. just that we're just trying to acknowledge and we finally got the opportunity like with a podcast yeah, yeah. to do that you know, to, to, to express and, and speak but it's out crazy about that, our stories yeah it's crazy that you say that because i think that's the biggest thing because you know it, it's understanding acknowledging that it happened making yourself aware of that history it's just like going into a hispanic side of town i told ortiz earlier i went to i was in arlington and i went to and i'm gonna bring it full circle but i went to this hispanic restaurant not a taco bell i wanted the authenticity of a mexican style Mm -hmm. restaurant so when i went there everything was in in spanish and my homeboy speaks spanish so i'm studying spanish now so when i went in i knew enough to be like um Hola, como esta? She said whatever. I said, yeah, I want numero, numero doce, uh, beef burrito, uh, lechuga, arroz, frioles, whatever. Enough to come into your establishment because it's yours. Speak your tongue because Texas used to be yours. Have some respect. It's about respecting the situation. It's not blaming or victim blaming, taking blame, placing blame. I think with a lot of white people and, and, and white friends that I've had the conversation with is that we don't blame you. But we do expect you to understand and know. And somebody may say, well, do you understand white culture? We live it every day. Every, like you said, you're probably one of the next one of 100 or 500 or 1,000 black men that are engineers. I'm being in media. I'm one out of every whatever the name is or number or statistic is for black men in, in media that is actually saying things that could damage a career if they wanted to be on CBS. Because I am acknowledging where I come from, what we go through, and I'm not backing down from it. I don't think white people are to blame. I think black people who consistently blame white people are like the dude said, where are we where, where do we create that value? Create the value by exposing yourself. You got Franklin here who he could go be a photographer for somebody else. He decided to branch out and do it on his own. His yeah. beautiful wife, she's doing it with with her skincare and her hair care line. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it with the podcast. Josh is do- like every you got to get out and do it yourself. You white people get out and do it every day. Mm-hmm. That's the props that I can give white people. They get out and they do it every day by themselves. We just talked about how they can sit in a room and they may not like each other in that boardroom, but they gonna, if it's about making money and bringing something together, that's why they're able to do these things with gentrifying a whole area. If we didn't want that area to be gentrified, if we came together, not to start a war, but if we came together and said, we're going to take care of this side of town, we got it, mm-hmm. it would be fine. Yeah. But we're not and we don't. So if they come in and want to do this in gentrify area and right. make it what they want to make it, are you doing it? And if you ain't doing it, black people, shut the fuck up. And white people, all I would say is acknowledge it. And maybe if you see a black person that can do what a white person can do, and just because a white person daddy knows somebody and knew somebody else, if this person can do it, give them an opportunity. Them opportunity. That's all I would say. Mm-hmm. But I don't blame white people for shit because, like you said, now we are in the – they talk about make America great again. America is the best that it's ever been. Right now, mm-hmm. fifty years ago, I couldn't do this. Right, a hundred years ago, you couldn't be an engineer. Absolutely, that's it. You had something to say? Yeah, I was just when you were talking about if if people see you doing something, they help you. Um, Stephen A. Smith was talking about how there would never be another Muhammad mm-hmm. Ali. Yeah, because Muhammad oh, Ali yeah. 
you know, he missed out on money, but he spoke about the real issues in the black community. And so Stephen A. Smith was talking about, you know, what LeBron's doing. You know, he's giving money to kids and doing everything like that in charities, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, these charities that they give this money to, um, I'm pretty sure all of them are not black charities. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure that a lot of them, more than half, are white charities. But should they be black? I mean, if it's really about helping people? But but the thing about it is we're talking about how black people – you know what I'm saying? How black people can help black people. You know what I'm saying? I think he I, does, though, man. I mean, he does. He helped everybody. But I'm not just picking out him. Yeah. I'm just saying that that when white people get money, they put they it focus back on at, white people. Yeah, just I like, get what you're Just saying. like how they building up. I have a friend, and, and, and I have a friend, and his daddy buys land. Okay, so all that construction that they're doing uh, out there in Irving, yeah. off the side of the tollway and everything and like Los that. Colinas. Yeah, Los yeah. Colinas. Somebody told his daddy, who works for the city of Irving, hey, go buy this land. Go buy this land. It's cheap right now, but this land is going to give you probably 100 to 200 yeah, more profitable. percent. Right. Yeah. That's and good. he went and did it. You see what I'm saying? But that's another white person giving that information to another white person to buy that land. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If, if, you, if a black person is in that type of situation that you can give some advice to somebody and don't sell it off. Yeah. Give it to that person and don't ask for something. You probably still get blessed out yeah. of it. You still gonna get blessed. You still gonna get blessed, and you have to. We have to find ways to to help and assist one another. But I think we got to do, and we do, and I think we got to do something better about it. And from a perspective of, like you said, the white dude reached out to that other white guy to tell him about that land, as opposed to we may see that and we try to figure out how can I get all this for myself. Right. Right. How can I get a loan from a white man or a Ex- white business? To get this for myself, as opposed to going to like me, if I go to all y'all and say, right. "Well, this is a hundred grand. Yeah, I got twenty five. If you got twenty five, and then we split it right. four ways to where if we make five hundred thousand, we gonna all get a hundred, one twenty five, whatever the the. But the, you get the, more than the, that. You get more than because you know of what I'm the saying? mental rights on the land, everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and you got to understand once you once you get together with. Uh, more like-minded people like yes. yourself as African American, you you basically putting that money right back into your, in your community, community yep. man. You you got to understand that. So if you basically want to keep everything to yourself and you want to keep that information to yourself, so how how are you basically going to be something positive to the next person? And the right. thing about it is to say it just popped in my head for people because you'll have some white people like Tommy Lauren who will say something to the effect of like uh, like having BT should we have a white? What if we had a white channel? You don't need one. Yeah, we I'll, need one. I'll the reason that we focus so much on our people and ourselves is because we have to undo 400 years or how many years of being brainwashed against each other or things that we can't do. So we're in the process of trying to uh, unlearn these learned behaviors to try and set a new standard on what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So when we do that, when we're looking to do this is how we do it. It's not that we hate white people. No. You may have some black people to do. That's their prerogative. I'm not pre, pre I don't know what they went through. But we have to establish some kind of relevance in ourselves and in our future and in our culture to go forward. Because and the reason why we have to do that for our future and our culture is because now um, I ask I ask Zanaya, what are they teaching you in school? Yeah. Or they, what are they teaching you about your history? They're not teaching them anything about the history. So their own history. So these it comes from us, man. The, that's what we have to do. We have to to plant seeds in our in our kids. We have to plant seeds. It, it's a continuation because, like I always say, the last the last of the good. Um, 
have a saying. I have a saying that the the last of the eighties babies that was a good that was that yeah. was the end. Yeah. Because everything now these these kids are growing up in social media. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We have the truth. Yeah. We probably last, you know, generation. I got the keys, really the keys, the keys. I got, got the keys. <laughs> hey, just just because it's posted on social media don't mean it's it don't true. Mean it's true. true. Exactly. Please look it up. Please, Please do research. Go There's so many people that. putting their personal opinions on this shit, and people ain't crazy. saying nothing. And this is what you got to understand too about social media. With you saying that, and sometimes I feel sorry for white people in a perspective from a perspective of you do have good white people out there, and mm-hmm. then you may have a, a hateful black person that'll go put something racist on a right. white person's name, like you said, and create a saying that wasn't true. Right. But we're too lazy because we're in the, in the social media and internet age to where we Michael won't even Wade. go look it up right. to see. You know, we just fall into that groupthink, and we just be like, oh, well, this motherfucker said this. It, it could even be somebody as ignorant as Donald Trump, even though he's spewing some racist and stupid rhetoric. He may not even be saying all these things that are attached to his goddamn name. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I would say, I mean, it's different levels to, like, you know, supporting black people. You know, I'm very fortunate that, you know, I know someone like Anthony that has this platform where. Bless he, you, brother. You know what I'm saying? That he gives me the opportunity to come <laughs> speak. Mama, I mean, I'm, yeah. I, you know, I'm not a big wordsmith, you know, Smithsonian, you know, where I can be doing all this, like uh, doc, uh, Dr. Michael Eric. Dyson, yeah. you know what I mean? So, you know, I play my part, you know what I'm saying? I'm not looking to get a lot of notoriety for what I do. I just know that I found I have a passion to help my people, so that's what I do. Yes. Yeah. If I touch at least one kid when I do these STEM activities and STEM talk to, hey, I'm cool with that. You know, I don't need to be in the Dallas Morning News. I don't need to be. Don't need it. I don't need to be on the BET Awards. Right. Like, oh, this is, you know, Christopher well, Lewis. He just, just, like, <laughs> no, I'm just playing my part. So yeah. when it comes to, like, the black you know, lives matter movement. There's different levels. You know, what I'm saying just like it was like back in the day. You know, you got the more radical ones that like lay down in the middle of the street. Yeah. You know, block the roads and you know get arrested. Then you got some people from an economic standpoint. They understand the value of power behind yeah. economics, so they they doing what they can. You know, to you know build uh, establishments and uh, opportunities for businesses to help hire us. Yeah. You know, then you got other people. You know. They play different roles. Yeah. yeah so just you understand your role, and that just kind of goes with the Jesse Williams thing. Don't get mad at him, you know, just because you know he he's got given the opportunity to be on a huge platform, platform to, to yeah. stay with others been saying for years. Yeah. Right. You should be like commending that brother, yeah. like, dang, he finally got this huge opportunity from all these people to speak what other people's been saying. You know, it's cool. You know, don't knock him. He for could that. throw shade and not even acknowledge nah, it. That's nothing. Right. I mean, the thing about it is when he's when he's speaking up on these issues, he's losing money and he's taking exactly. a chance. He's not saying exactly. He's because sparking he's ideas saying, right now. I don't exactly. know if anybody understands that. He used his platform to spark ideas yes. and have people start thinking And it was so well said. And, and right? it was very well said. I was thinking in my head, like, how I can I, said it how can I say it like yeah. that? Nobody could battle it. You yeah. know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. You can't even come up and just. I, I don't care if he was yellow. Nope. I don't care if he was yellow, black, green. He did. He, said, he said it. A he white person could have said it and it would have been. And it still would have been. And he was showing you, and and also BT was doing something special when they was basically showing, showing you his parents, he had, his parents, his parents mom, he had a white dad, mother, he have a black, black father, dad, right. you know what I'm saying? And, and he have, I feel like a true pro black, pro black woman, white. Yeah, she's right. saying yeah. she she's she's very natural. I seen a natural hair mm-hmm. dude. Well, like, you know, he has a a degree and a background in, Af- in African studies. Yes. So which I mean, means he probably wanted to learn more about himself. And he understands. Exactly. So this is nothing new. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Exactly. This is nothing new for him. So and, and and he can he can speak on both sides. He can speak on exactly. White side, like man, he's I was been given those privileges. Yeah, mm-hmm. he right. So we, I had a, it was an article that was written after the BET Awards by this guy. I don't know his name, but um, I think Ebony put it in their magazine. But it basically posed a question, and it said, "Can you be woke as a black person, as a black man, and disrespect black women?" What it's saying is, as black men, a lot of times we got black men who are talking about 
the struggle or a pro-black movement or things that they go through, but we cheat on our women. We talk down to our women. We mistreat our women. We impregnate them and we leave them. I feel like this is an issue that we can talk about. Too many times white America talks about it, and it's really not their place to talk about it because they don't know the backstories to a lot of this stuff. So for us, I'll pose it to you, brothers, man. Can you be woke and still <laughs> mistreat black women? I feel like I need a dashiki on with this yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's all about context. Yeah. Context, you know what I mean? Um, if we're just all joking, you know, we don't mean anything, you know, really derogatory value. You know, we're just joking. I mean, that's why I like, I give a lot of respect to comedians. Because, yeah. you know, they'll, you know, talk about things that we really are thinking. But, you know, they have a way of dissecting it to where it's funny yeah. and it's okay in a different, the you know, community. Good. It's really yeah, good, you yes. know. And the same thing with us, you know, like, I'm pretty sure, you know, as brother, man, we have several, like, side conversations, you know, talking about, you know, women, like, oh, look at how she looks, she got the bug eyes, whatever. It's not yeah. like, you know, we're completely degrading her, you know, it's just a little fun, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, yeah. women do it against other women, you yeah. know, dudes, we do it against other dudes, it's nothing like, it's just different, like, when you're going on social media bashing people, yeah. or you're not helping that person, you know yeah. what I'm saying, in their situation, you know, yeah. where you can directly have some type of influence, so. I think it's about understanding, and it's just like when you listen to rap music. Franklin trying to catch us in prime time <laughs> and we keep switching the topic and stopping but I think it's I think it's one of them things that's just about understanding what's real and what's not and it's a good joke everybody loves a good joke but I think it's just like being on social media and knowing not what to buy into and knowing what to buy into it's like listening to hip hop like I listen to some of the most ratchet shit and then I can listen <laughs> to Frank Sinatra yep. then I can turn on Anderson Pack. then I can may go listen to somebody like uh Avril Lavigne or whatever her name is or Avril you know and Maroon 5 it's about what I I feel like that day you know what I'm saying but I can listen to the ratchet shit and know that these dudes ain't really out here doing it or they didn't do it they just doing what sells records unfortunately I think it's about exposure like that's the key word exposing people to things to say hey if you're gonna if this is the way that you get your money but it's gonna be profitable somewhere else like 2 chains. 2 chains. Does all of this stuff and all of this rapping, but he does a lot of, uh, a lot of giving back in his community in Atlanta. But those things are not spoken about because the picture is better painted when it's a rapper who probably got locked up for smoking weed or whatever. Let me tell you, let me tell you something, people. America. Black men smoke weed and white men smoke weed too. But they say <laughs> and smoke. And they do crack. And they say and they shoot it in their veins. <laughs> they ain't everybody does it. Just like you got a ghetto, you got a trailer park. Yeah. Just like you got dudes rolling deep in the hood, you got Mexicans rolling eight deep in the car. I got a Mexican homeboy who said he hates the culture of uh, the, the Hispanic culture of packing in cars and packing in houses because he's Americanized. <laughs> yeah. So everybody, every race has their ins and outs, their and ups fine. and downs. Mm-hmm. You just got to acknowledge it and respect people for who they are, respect right. the difference of opinions and all of that. That you just got to. That's the best way. The the best way to even get past some of this shit is understanding those things that are different from you and stop justifying. And stop justifying exactly. the shit that you don't understand. Like right. gays, if they want to be gay, if they ain't bothering you. Let it be. And if you want to know more about it, ask them. They're willing to tell you why they are how they are. It's not that they sick. Some of them choose it. Some of them don't. Some of them was born that way. Mm -hmm. But I'm a person who used to be ignorant. But now I'm like, I accept this person for being who they are. Gays are some of the biggest supporters. Mm -hmm. White people are some of the biggest supporters. This show, 75% of my listenership is white people. And they being educated on this show. On there, too. On this Periscope video. Thank you for everybody who's watching and listening in this Periscope video who's asked these questions. 
Artesia said most of them are white people. I tell people all the time, one thing I can say about white people, they're, they're, a lot of them are well-versed. And if you say something that has interest, they are willing to listen. But you, it's just like going to a businessman. If you go to a businessman to ask for money, if you ain't got no plan you know, and you don't got no data behind the research that you bring into him, mm-hmm. he ain't trying to hear you. Mm-hmm. If you talk to white people and just say you racist and you don't got no reasoning behind why you saying it, they ain't going to listen to you. Because a lot of white people ain't racist. They're ignorant. Not ignorant in a negative way. Ignorant for people means to not understand not something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and not knowing. They're just ignorant because if it doesn't directly affect you, you don't have to pay attention to it. If you if yo, if you ain't got people breaking in your house and stealing from you and you can get a job or your uncle's daddy knew somebody and he can help you get a job, you don't know the struggle. It's not your fault, but... It's a difference and it's just about understanding people. Hundred rest bus not a rapper. All y'all niggas don't matter. I hit threes all balance. I switch hands like Allen. I'm just blessed for talent. For the whole six I'm wildin'. You think she your baby girl, she tests us like Dallas. We ain't even really have our fun segment. We've been so deep today, but yeah, it's all good. It's good, though. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, we needed no, it. Man. No ratchetness today? No, we needed it. Oh, man. So what was the question that was posed? Uh, we're going to have Chris answer it. Uh, so we our resident a, uh, politician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I do kind of like this stuff, but even though I don't want to be a politician. <laughs> man, I just want to be like, I, I just want to have like the Koch brothers just yeah. like throw out some money. Hey, do and what I'm I tell good. you to do because yeah. I'm giving you all this money. I got you. Um, so uh, we had uh, someone pose a question why uh, most uh governments or uh, from a federal or local standpoint that are kind of ran, I guess, by a majority African-American people are always in distress. Um, just a quick answer to that is because uh, we're new to this. Yeah. I should have kept the Periscope up for that. I mean, uh, I'm a, I don't know if you want to look at it from a culture standpoint or from economic standpoint or from a political standpoint. You know, African-Americans haven't really been in charge of stuff uh, that long as compared to other ethnicities, well, if we want to talk about America, you know, you know, white people have been in control for hundreds of years. We just recently, fifty years, you know, you know, we had to get past Jim Crow and you know Juneteenth. It was two years before you know we found out we was really uh, free, free in some states. You know, uh, you got you know a lot of people that were in charge. You know, even though Jim Crow laws were uh, exterminated, but you know people in charge still did certain things to prevent certain people from getting certain positions. So that is why. And we still have to work on some of our self-hate issues that, you know, Big Brother Jamaican put on. Like, we have a lot of self-hate issues where we don't want to help out each other. Yeah. We prefer to see the next man fall rather than help him out, which we don't understand that we help that person. That will help all of us. All of yeah. us. So just all I got to say is that, you know, we haven't really had this opportunity that long, and we're still learning with our, with our platform. So, you know, if you want to... If you are in that area in which to help somebody of an of ethnicity, you know, by all means, you know, hey, share that knowledge, because integration is upon us and it's going to ever change. You know, there's no more just like one race. Everybody's in a melting pot now, so yeah. we have to like share and work together. I think also, man. I think uh, I'm sorry. I'm about to hold that, and you can hold it however you want. But I feel like the reason I feel like we're always struggling is because we always doing something wrong with the damn money. The money. Yeah. We always doing something wrong with the money. Cause we don't you, know. I, I'm glad that Michelle Williams is now the uh, the president of the Urban League of uh, Young Professionals. Oh, I actually know her. Yeah, they're supposed to be changing <laughs> the name now. But you know, one of the biggest things was that that it failed was misappropriation of money. money. People were displacing the money. One thing we always got to do too much as black people. 
We always got to take the money and spend it a certain way or keep a little bit for ourselves or skim off the top. Do white people do it? Yes, they do it too. But we're talking about black people. Like Chris said, we're new to this. So in order to have anything that's going to be established and long running for a long time, you got to get the infrastructure correct. Mm. You got to get the foundation. And you can't have the foundation of the infrastructure of a long lasting business if you're stealing from the profits. And, and and that's one of the biggest things. It, it goes back to we always want to have this flashy shit. I don't know much about John Wally Price. I don't. But me personally, he, I, I, what is it? He what? You know? <laughs> so it's like one of them things where it's like if your name is always there or like they say where there's smoke, that's fire. Get you, Do something better. Mm-hmm. Do something different. Stop hustling. And me personally, like I said, I mean, you got a Bentley and you got all of this on a certain salary that other people ain't even driving it. I ain't saying I ain't counting John Wiley Price money. Like I said, I'm not from Dallas, but it's one of those things that we all it's always a money issue when it comes to black businesses, black establishments and not knowing how to better ourselves. And if somebody can tell us somebody could tell us and we still Mm -hmm. won't do what we need to do to have a flourishing business. So a lot of times we can't blame the black, the white man. And not to be funny, you do have some um, white establishments or like you say, the forefathers of America who don't want to see blacks do good. Don't give them a reason to take you down. Don't give them a reason to take you down because if they get a chance to take your ass down, they, they going to take, take you take down. down. So don't get, you, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> don't give them a reason to take you down and quit always saying it's the white man and just look at, I need to do doing. business better. Right. Are we always talking about jobs? Obama said something a couple years ago where he was like, it is jobs out here, but you got to go to school to get some of these jobs. Yeah, you got to. If you know that's what you got to do, you got to do it. Is it going to pay off in the end? Are you going to get that job all the time? No, you, you may have to go to another place. But you know what? At least if you went to school for accounting and you can get $90,000 and you don't get an accounting job, at least you probably can go somewhere and get some kind of job in business for 60. Without a degree, you're only going to get 30, 35. You can't live off that. Times are changing. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to live beneath your means or you, if you're not going to finance the way, you know, live the way you know you need to live and finance your life the way it needs to be done, then do something about it. Quit blaming white people. That's my message today. Stop blaming white people. Amen. Put them on notice. Amen. Is what it is. Amen. Uh, solo out. Somebody said, do you think it's going to change 30 years from now? I'm going to look directly into this camera before I turn it off. I don't know how to flip it. it it'll it only change if we want it to change. There you go. Thank you for listening. So. Amen. Um, you got to catch. You, you can catch. So, man, the show is almost <laughs> over with. I had a quote for people who out there who want to do business. It was a quote by Tom Humlick. Hump. Hummel, I think. It says, empathy for what your customers want is probably the biggest leading indicator of business success. In layman's terms, it means if you own a business, the best way to succeed is by being mindful, willing to listen, and understanding of your consumer's needs, and by doing things your business, and by doing those things, your business will succeed. So basically, like, not to be funny today, 75% of my viewers and listeners are white people. I'm not going to change and cater to what white people want to hear. Because white people want to hear something different. They just want you to have that data and analysis behind those things that you're saying. That's how I would say. Man, it's been good talking to y'all today, man. This is probably... Really, bro, we didn't even go and get all crazy. and It was just a learning lesson. I'm sure my mom probably sitting at the house like... I'm proud. She clapped. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. proud. He didn't. He didn't cuss <laughs> hey, twenty hey, times. She gonna have some punch <laughs> made for us when yeah. we get home. He didn't, he didn't cuss twenty times. <laughs> you know, he didn't do this. But no, nah, man, I, I really do appreciate you guys for coming out, man. We got about ten minutes before we get off, Jermaine. If you let Franklin 
promote his business Frankly, real come quick. come on over here and promote You know, we got to let this man promote his business. Franklin Postboy Williams, he is a beast behind the uh, camera. He does digital uh, photography. He does business cards, T-shirts. Uh, probably could sell you grass if you listen long. <laughs> so what's good with you, Franklin, man? What's going on, man? That's uh, actually the first time I've ever heard anybody call me Franklin Poster Boy Williams. I told you. That's what I got, I got you in my phone save like that, bro. <laughs> Well, I would tell them a little bit about what you do, man. I mean, I'm a graphic designer and a professional photographer, man. Yeah. I shoot everything from weddings all the way down to product photography. Um, everything that you can think of that can be shot with a camera, I do it. Um, I also can design websites, yeah. logos. He did mine, the new one that y'all seen. He's working on mine right now. Already, yes. I like the plugs. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, but, yeah, man, you can find me on fjrstudios.com. Or right now, I'm actually working on a T-shirt line right now, and the new website should be posted today around six o'clock today. Uh, Liberation86.com is uh, is a T-shirt line that I'm doing that's actually centered around my photography. Yeah. Because uh, print isn't dead; you just need to put it in a different form for everybody to buy it. Yeah. Or and or enjoy it. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, you can also find me on Instagram as he called me Poster Boy P O S T E R B O I. Uh, and that's on every social, everything social, Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, yeah. um, everywhere. That's it. And you you just did a you just did a photo shoot with uh, was a head crack. Yeah, yeah. Just, just did. That's dope, did, man. Just did a photo shoot with head crack. About, He's done it with head crack. You did something. Was it for was it E Dallas or Dallas? It, who was that that white lady that I saw on your website? <laughs> I know it was an E television show, uh, but it was something. He's done a lot, man, and I mean he's very talented. If you're looking for somebody, man, I'm telling you, FJRStudios.com. I hooked Chris up with him for the logo. He did a great job with the Reality Is logo. Uh, we got a lot of stuff that we're trying to work on together coming up, man. Good, solid dude from uh, Louisiana. Yep. What part of Louisiana? I'm from Haynesville, Louisiana. Oh, yeah, he's from the Where is that? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, you can't even ask that full question, where is. You just have to stop where in this. And then it. it's there. Yeah. You, My hometown is so small, man. If you snap your fingers and blink, you'll be What's the out. population? Population Right, about thirteen. Oh shit! Yeah, it's smaller than Texas. Yeah, thirteen hundred. Yeah, my my graduation class was like thirty two people, man. Oh, <laughs> for real? Yeah. Shit. Yeah, ours was like almost at a thousand. Just, just I think mine was four hundred, yeah. four hundred and change. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what? For the graduation? Oh, graduation. Yeah. What you talking about? Oh, you thought about the population? Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> I think the sign the sign says about fifty eight thousand in Texas County, but yeah, my pro- it's probably around seventy. They haven't changed that sign since I was a kid. So. <laughs> I mean, no, no. everybody that I went to elementary school with was a, were the same people that I graduated from high school. <laughs> oh wow, that's how small the time. That's is. fucking crazy. I would say one quick thing. You know, we always like to equate you know uh, black owned businesses with lack of quality. Yeah. I would say tremendously. Like working with Franklin, he's uh, very astute. Yeah. You know, you send him an email, he responds. You know, if he doesn't respond, you know, he sends. You know, as soon as he can, he responds back. You know, very very you know established. He's college educated with this, so he, you know he knows what he's doing. So uh, I'm glad to be like working with you. So I appreciate plug, that. plug, plug. Hey, hey, plug, man. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Man. Hey, that's right. And where can they find you uh, on social media, Chris? Uh, you can f- uh, find me on all social media outlets at uh, Christopher B. Lewis, and also you can follow us on Dallas Men on Facebook or uh, Instagram. On Instagram is Dallas underscore Men, and on Facebook Dallas Men M E N. That's what I was checking for. Uh, tell him your snap, Josh. Don't tell him nothing else. Just tell him your Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell him nothing man, else. I don't even know my Snapchat, Entertainment. Man. Yeah, that's all you're doing, man. All the latest dances. 
All the ladies dancing. You want oh. all in your video, hey. dancing all. <laughs> that's him. Hey, let me. Oh, my Snapchat is JP1984. One. If you want to follow me, I, I I know all the new dances from my little girl. She helped me out. She's only ten, so hey, I'm updated. <laughs> And you can follow us on uh, The Reality Is. You can keep up with all things therealityis.com by going to www.therealityis. That's T-H-A, therealityis.com. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Anchor, uh, Snapchat. You can follow me personally on Instagram at Sir Robert Poe, Anthony Robertson on Facebook. Man, and always remember, man, be nice to somebody today. Black people, team up instead of trying to do it individually. You get further doing it together. And I always remember Inhale Courage to XL Success. We appreciate you guys for listening. This is the end of episode 70 of the reality is now. Niggas always asking me the key. Till you own your own, you can't be free. Till you own your own, you can't be me. How we still slaves in 2016. Keep the light, keep it bad coming. Every night, another bad coming. I ain't been asleep since 96. I ain't seen the back of my list. I've been speeding through life with no safety belt. One on one with the corner with no safety help. I put fun like Josh Norman. I ain't normal, nigga. Just a project, nigga. I'm Beverly Hills, California, nigga. That rape talk. No, I enjoyed this podcast this weekend though because I feel like uh, you know dudes like Josh and Chris are just they real dudes you know they real dudes who yeah good vibe they are from around the way they from South Dallas and they you could tell that they are looking to do stuff yeah they genuinely looking to do stuff to give back to their community it's not just something to be said every time we have a podcast you know it's it's like a fellowship afterwards as opposed to just all right dope pat pat we out it's like hey what's going on next you know how can we work together you know what's some things that we could do so you know over the last year and a half has just been crazy with the podcast so to actually meet two genuine guys that communicate very well you know no no miscommunication of anything yeah you can't you're a good dude man very educated because yeah because a degree don't don't tell you who you are you know what i'm saying so you see what i put up there like the people that have all that debt that college degree debt i put on yeah that shit is same yeah Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Sweating in bed keeping you up at night? Okay, get your mind out of the gutter. This isn't that kind of commercial. You need the cooling power of Purple. The mattress, that is. It's comfort reinvented thanks to the Purple Grid. It allows air to flow through so you can sleep cool and comfortable all night long. And it flexes and cushions no matter what position you sleep in. Hmm, maybe it is that kind of commercial. Anyway, save up to $400 on select Purple mattresses and bedding bundles. Get yours at purple.com slash sleep in. Terms apply.